All right, recording two. Boom. Two. Yeah, I'm recording as well. Um, I thought you said recording two. I was like, this is our first one. Um, <laughs> anywho, <clears throat> this. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were starting. You didn't indicate that this was beginning. He okay. did the throat clear. I assumed, right? Who does that? When the meeting says. The meeting is now recording. That means it's going to start. <laughs> it doesn't always just start, but that's okay. Continue, Mikey. Continue. Thank you. Thank you. Drink your discreet drink that you have there that no one can see what it is it's probably just ever clear in a bottle oh my god she's you on the floor Ooh. it's a corona oh gross lights because i'm watching my figure mm -hmm. i'm watching mm -hmm. mine expand this is slashers your favorite podcast of the new year regarding your favorite horror media i am your host mikey and with me today is the wonderful special guest six foot five damn he finds socket socket to me one more time austin from frightmares podcast and aid um say hello to the mutant goons from beyond boys wow hello that was probably one of the greatest intros of all time that i've ever had so thank you you're welcome hello <laughs> <laughs> i i'm yeah. sorry aid's not all in it today everybody um <sighs> <laughs> just kidding i just did that right now i actually had it all planned out to be like and adrian my ghoul friend yeah, 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 yeah. um whatever i've been replaced and not even by a girl by austin so how am i supposed to feel about that Ugh. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah Aston. um whoa listen that, that's what no, she said no not pants me. austin no pants <laughs> austin over here so. yeah it gets too hot whatever. in here man <laughs> austin the poo um <laughs> anyways welcome back to the show how are you guys doing oh you're gonna kill me mikey uh-oh why was that your microphone <laughs> baby I... okay well now you sound now you sound better hey i don't care you're gonna have <laughs> shitty you're gonna have shitty audio in the beginning of the show but it's oh fine now. my god and here i am i'm talking in it and i'm like oh I thought it sounded slightly different. I was like, is that? I love that neither of you said anything. Like, what I is that? I thought maybe I was going crazy. I was like, I don't think it sounds like that. But I mean, who am I to say? I have a terrible memory. And I'm just hoping for your downfall. Whatever. Um, whatever. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Uh, goodness. It's Friday. Mistakes are made. Thank we God. are entering the second week of January. How's the first week been treating you guys? I know we have been oversaturated with all these trailers that have just been released, not just horror, because at work yesterday, they were playing all the new trailers coming out, and it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Any of them catch your fancy? Evil Dead Rise, for sure. Red Band trailer, though. Make sure you watch the Red Band trailer, because I didn't even know they dropped two. They dropped the Red Band, and then I saw the other version, which is the regular one. Watch the Red Band. It's very gory. But that one for sure for me. Very excited for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I I cringed when I saw the cheese grater. Yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to that part in the movie. 
and whatever that uh, eye thing was like she had like some drill or something that was going i'm like and then the swallowing glass i was like i'm so uncomfortable i hate it oh that's fine for me but the <laughs> cheese grater thing that it's too much it's team too much and cheese grater comes into play later on in the movie we're doing today but mm -hmm. oh yeah it does <laughs> evil nice. dead rise does look good I just, I don't know if it's just me, but the ending of the trailer where she's in the bathtub and she says, um, Mommy's mom with the maggots now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm laughing because I saw the trailer yesterday when we went to go see Megan and I looked at my friend that went with me because there's like an inside joke where we were walking to lunch one time and he mentioned something about a flag, but I thought he said the other F word that doesn't have an L. And I was like, excuse me. So when she goes, mommy's with the maggots now, I looked at him and oh. I was like, you know what she should have said. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have made total a lot more sense. Um, but anyways, Man. I don't, but what I was going to say is, I don't know, just, I don't know. The makeup, it looks too much like the zombies from 28 Days Later. I think it's still going to be great. I just wish they could do something to make me a little more uneasy when it comes to the way that the Deadite looks. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, she does She does look a little not very reminiscent of a Deadite. But, yeah. you know, they usually tend to look worse for wear the longer it goes on. And she's not the only Deadite. Because if you watch the trailer as many times as I had like I noticed that several of the kids become deadites as well and I so did that'll that. be fun yeah. but remember just because you turn into a deadite doesn't mean you stay a deadite you stay a deadite that's true but yeah. uh you know I'll be interested to see how they do different variations and and I'm really I don't know because we're putting so much hype on this I'm excited for it I'm just worried that it's not going to be as good as the last one and so because really <sighs> that the 2013 one was yeah. It's gorgeous. Like that's it was my just... favorite one. I know that's controversial to say, but I I love that one. I think it was very well done. And uh yeah, I don't this one's either gonna be either as good as that one or I don't know. I just hope they didn't I don't hope they don't hype it up too much to where they it looks awesome and then it just completely is shit. That's my that's my worry. That's my biggest worry for sure. Yeah, and I don't I've kind of pulled some people, and by some people I mean one person who disagree with me. So I need to pull y'all. Um Okay, let's go. You, do you feel like they purposely made the actress in the movie look like Mia from the remake? Or was I just seeing something that no one else saw? Because I felt like she looked very similar. Like, I almost thought she was in the movie. They just replaced her because Jane Levy didn't want to come back. Um, no, I agree. I think she looked very reminiscent of whatever the actress is from 2013. I don't know her name. But yeah, I, I almost thought it was for half Jane a second Levy. until I... Yeah, I literally just said it. Oh, I'm sorry. We I'm, I'm can't deaf. take Austin anywhere. I um, always have to give really stuff to him. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. But no, like, because I don't know if, if I was like, are they going to connect it somehow to the 2013 because they have this person looking similar to Jane Levy in the 2013? I don't know. I know Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are involved, which is great, but that would have been cooler if, like, Fede Alvarez was also involved to bring all oh, the heads together. Yes. But yeah. really, could we take it? Could we handle that that 12 inch of greatness? <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'll definitely try. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and that's the thing too, because like Fede Alvarez, I feel like everything he does is just amazing. Like I love everything he does. And so, 
to not have him you could you could feel the t- the tonal difference between this one and the last one and the trailer and maybe yeah. that's just the way that the tra- trailer's cut you know because we don't know how it's going to be yeah. we don't know until we watch it but i don't like the fact that it feels like a lot of it's happening during the day that kind of annoys me because it's like it doesn't have the same you know scary creepiness you know it's more like treading along the lines of army of darkness because a lot of that happens during the day right yeah yeah the majority of it does well you know i'm about i'm about to speculate which some people may not want to hear if you want to go in blind fast forward like a minute um i think the daytime stuff happens at a camp that the kid goes to when he brings the book home so that's probably just going to be in the beginning and then when they go to the apartment it seemed like everything was pretty much at night that's just what I think is going to happen. I will say, though, that this trailer, from what I could see, looks like the creepiest Necronomicon in the Evil Dead series, as far the as the images and go. Everything? Oh, my yeah. God. But also, like, the illustrations they have inside of it. It was... Yeah. I don't know that the other ones had those, and it was, like, freaking me out. Maybe because I'm, like, a religious person, but that shit freaks me out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about the setting of... I mean, I... We all, it's always been a cabin in the woods, uh, except for Army of Darkness, but um, I, I'm kind of for it. I, you know, I'm interested to see it in a different setting, but I think it will still also be a little weird at the same time because we're always used to a cabin in the woods. So I'm wondering how you guys feel about the high rise setting for this movie. Well, I definitely can identify <laughs> with the high rise setting, right? That's so, true. And I we think get it, you're rich. I'm not rich, but Dan <laughs> makes a lot of money. So, you know, it helps. She married um, rich. but no like i think that there is a sort of isolation like a sort of cabin in the fever feeling because you're stuck in a building with all these people so just imagine how many people this the book will affect now that it's in a setting that generally has like you know hundreds of people living in it right one tenement so yeah that's true i didn't even think about that I think that'll be a fun to see how that affects the rest of the building. I hope that they go outside of the unit. If they don't go outside of the unit, which I feel like they did in like some snippets, but if it doesn't leave the unit, then it why not just put it in the cabin? Yeah, why did we leave the cabin if we're not going to explore what else it could do? So, yeah, that's I guess we'll see. That's my concern because the trailer made it seem like everything happens in the unit, except there's like an elevator part. So mm-hmm. I know that they probably do adventure out at some point, but I was excited when I first heard it was in an apartment high rise because kind of reminds me of like, was it Demons 2 where it was in the high rise? Demons, and yeah. I think Rec, Quarantine. Um, Troll 2. Yeah. Or was that Troll? I like that setting. I, I like that setting. One of them takes place in the high rise and so does the poltergeist <laughs> take place in, in the high rise. And it's just, it's fun because yeah. you're stuck in a horrific event with, your neighbors and it's not like houses where you can just leave and go across the street like no you're stuck with each other and i like that i think that can really work but i just hope it's not too much of like aid said in the apartment yeah well there yeah. was that scene too where she was outside the apartment door and she's like you know thing a kiss from you wouldn't help and then she tries to break in so i'm assuming that she's gonna either be getting fit i don't know like that's what i'm wondering like where does the where does this all happen is it going to take place outside and work its way in or is it going to happen in the apartment and like work its way out like i'm i'm still trying to figure out how it'll play out but you know i have no idea i mean again on speculation fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it because i deconstructed the trailer in the elevator there's a lot of hands coming out so i imagine a lot of people are going to be infected oh Oh, yeah that's true yeah 
which will be nice. Honestly, I think that seeing a lot more deadites in the vein that we see uh, zombies, I think it's just more, I think it's a lot more terrifying because, you know, deadites are really difficult to get away from. Yeah, and they fuck right? with your mind, which is another yeah. thing that, which makes them scarier than zombies, which is why I don't want them to just look like a zombie and, you know. Yeah, and, and that you. was the beautiful thing about the last one because so many of them, like every time each one of them turned, they had a different look to them, right? And then they were mutilating themselves, which was fun too. And so you have all of these different little facets that were included. And I just feel that, I feel like with a different direction, it might not be what we expect. So I'm just really hoping for the best, but I'm not expecting the best, but I'm hoping yeah, for it. I'm, that's I'm where I'm at. Stay positive, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So. Well, also, I just want to touch because I think the other major trailer in regards to horror was Renfield, which looks yes. super fun. Friend of the show, Jenna Cannell, makes an appearance. So go support our girl and go mm -hmm. see Renfield. Um, if you don't follow her, follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Squid Enthusiast. Um, she's also in Terrifier and Bye Bye Man, in case you weren't familiar with her. Uh, so she's in it. So I'm excited. Um, Nicholas Cage. Hello. Um, the main guy apparently has done stuff, but all I know is he's hot. And then Nicholas Holt, sure. Nicholas Holt, he was he's... Beast from uh, the new X Men movies. Yeah, because I saw that. Um, he's so... in Mad Max. He's in... he's in a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff, and he... oh, he's in Warm Bodies. I love him in Warm oh, Bodies. Right. He is. He's the main guy in that, right? Yeah, oh, he's shit. so okay. cute. Yeah, yeah he's even a, good, a cute one. zombie. So <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, it looks super fun. It looks super cute. I'm excited because it's definitely a lot. Like, that's the one thing. It's like, we heard about Renfield back when we interviewed Jenna, but I didn't know what kind of tone it was going to take. Because you talk about Renfield, who is Dracula's assistant, essentially, and how it circles around him. We didn't know it was going to be kind of like this comedic. Yeah, you know, no, I had no idea it was going to be a horror comedy. Yeah, me neither. And so I'm kind of glad because I don't know if we have any coming out, any other horror comedies coming out. What I do want to see is um, we need some slashers, but like good ones. Come on, people. I need a big Hollywood slasher. That's not Halloween mm -hmm. or Urban <laughs> Legend, which the reboot got next or whatever. I need well, they are due. Well, I guess that is a reboot. Never mind. They are coming out with the new Strangers this year. That's supposed to be a fucking trilogy. And it's like, why does everything have to be a trilogy? But they're supposed to be redoing that. So that might be a big Hollywood like blockbuster slasher, but again, it's a it's a reboot. It's nothing new and inventive. So, I saw something this morning, and this happens many times with me. You know, God doesn't give with both hands, and I'm just pretty. I saw this article that was like someone that was involved with. I know, Aid, you don't, you can't understand. Um, someone that was involved in both Scream and I know what you did last summer is coming out with a new slasher and I forgot what it was Ooh. called and I was like I should have taken note of that and that wasn't until like an hour after I closed the website so we'll see what that was uh in the future I'm sure it'll pop up again okay okay but speaking of not knowing how these movies are going to be we have a little short mini spoiler free discussion to have about a certain young doll that came out yesterday called Mithrigan. Mithrigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call it from now on, Mithrigan. Yes. Uh, so Megan came out yesterday night. It was Thursday. So like technically yeah. it came out today, but you know, they always show movies the Thursday before. And I, th I mean, I thought it looked fun, but I wasn't in a rush to see it because it just kind of looked like another Chucky attempt. And so 
I had no plans of watching it. And then all of a sudden, Letterboxd started coming out and Rotten Tomatoes started coming out. And people were like, hey, this movie is actually like pretty good. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. So I was going to go by myself, but my friend came with me. And to my surprise, it was actually really good. Yeah, I know. 100%. I know Austin enjoyed it as well because uh, we were gabbing about it last night. But mm. Aid, how do you feel about the movie without seeing it? Do you, you not care talk, about it? You guys had your little pillow talk about Megan. Um, yeah, at your bedtime at seven p.m. So sorry yeah, that you oh missed my it. God. <laughs> well, fun story. All of my horror shit I hung up last night or yesterday fell in the middle of the night, so I was up all night anyway. Women don't know how to use hammers, Aid. You should have let Dan do it. I used command strips, and you can't uh, you can't expect men to do anything because you ask. I've been asking him to put that fucking painting up for three years. It's still sitting there. You need me to do something? I'll come over there and hang shit. I'm great at it. Look at this fucking studio I have. Everything's hung up perfectly. That's it. I'm just calling Austin. <laughs> and, all of my needs. and he doesn't need a ladder. <laughs> I no, know. I don't. I, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am a fucking ladder at this point. Uh, so. um, but yeah, like as someone that hasn't seen it, what's your impression of Megan? It looks horrible. Like it looks so stupid. Every time I see her do that stupid fucking dance, I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. Like that's why I was like, <laughs> you guys go ahead and see it. I have no pay. Like this was a hard week for me. So for me to spend money to see something I don't want to see, I'm like, no. And I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll like it maybe later on down the line. But it's PG thirteen. It's it's not it's very feminist of you. It's Blumhouse. What do you mean it's not very feminist of me? She's not technically a girl. She's a robot, so. How dare you? Megan's part of the family. Um, <laughs> Austin. is Megan. Ugh. Well, it stands for, <laughs> what is it again? Oh, fuck. They did say, oh, damn it. They did. It's an acronym. They did it's say. It's a program. The like. Yeah, it stands for something. It's an acronym. I can't. Oh. I can't. And don't fool me that that bitch from Girls is suddenly some kind of scientist. I don't think so. You're not fooling me, Allison. Um, something. If you mean software developer, then yes. So um, she is <laughs> a software developer in this movie. Um, <laughs> but she actually did really good. And she's uh, one of the executive producers. Which I always think is cool because I like when lead actors or actresses show, like, I guess... They have skin in the game when it comes to the movies that they're being in by being a producer or executive producer. She gets her ass eaten out in Girls, so there's that. I did love Girls. I love um, Girls, yeah. <laughs> She's insufferable on that show, oh my God. I know, my friend that I used to watch Girls with hated her. I thought she was fine, but she hated her. Um, anywho, the only thing I want to say about it, because I don't want to say anything spoiler related, is it's just really good. It knows how to balance comedy and suspense because there was a lot of solid laughs and uh i think you should go watch it if you have any interest at all and um my favorite part that i'm not going to say much about is just uh it involves megan's hair being messed up yeah <laughs> i was dying when that happened and oh. <laughs> but yeah if you want to say anything about austin you're more than welcome to well number one it is model three genera uh, generative android that's what megan stands for because i just looked it up two uh my wife is definitely on your side age she thinks the same thing she's like this looks fucking stupid i don't want to go see it so i didn't i wouldn't i wouldn't saw it with a friend last night um and then three yeah i went in just kind of expecting a run-of-the-mill horror movie i just wanted to go see it because it's the first one to release in theaters and i was like fuck it I've got time. And then it just came came out and surprised me. I was like, holy shit, this is not only was it hilarious, it was 
very well done for PG-13. And it was just very well acted. Like it just, I couldn't believe how, how much I actually enjoyed it. Like I gave it four stars out of five stars, like on, on Letterboxd. It was, wow. yeah. And, and to not even to mention, it went from last night when I went and saw it, it was a 2.8 and it is now a 3.2 on Letterboxd. Like that doesn't fucking ever happen. So it's got yeah. solid ratings and it's got like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't really use that that much, but that's pretty crazy for, uh, for this movie and funny enough it is the same director as the movie we're talking about today is fun it? fact it is gerard johnstone he directed uh Ooh. housebound and this so funny little tie-in right there that we happen to be talking about megan oh, that's wow. awesome or me didn't, we didn't even plan it no um, it didn't but i think that worked happened. out nicely because then we have you know <laughs> metadata yes. and also too if you think about it it is pg-13 which housebound is not um but megan is and that's probably why it has the rating that it does because you know all the kids are gonna see it so all of my kids on monday are probably miss did you see megan and i'm just gonna look at them it has some pretty intense stuff though for being pg-13 like there was a part in the middle where i was like i have to double check and make sure this was pg-13 because you know i was supposed to be r and they had to they cut it down to pg-13 so there's an r-rated cut out there somewhere that i hope they release on like a blu-ray like an unrated cut or something i'm sure they will yeah, oh, that would be amazing. I mean, they had to make it accessible. And I get it. You get more money. I mean, you get oh, more yeah. asses and seats. And, you know, this is, they're targeting an audience. We know this. We talked about it. It's Blumhouse. So we talked about this before. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, I don't anyway. think it's, I don't think it's set out to scare you, though. I think it's just out to have a fun time and be entertaining. And I yeah, think that's what it did. Very entertaining. Well, how, how packed was your theater? Because our theater literally had maybe 12 seats that weren't filled like there was a shit ton of people there for opening night which i was kind of surprised was your theater packed or was it pretty empty um i want to say it was like half filled okay not bad i mean it's a thursday you know it's a week yeah now. yeah for thursday yeah word of mouth will get that thing going i'm sure it'll make a lot of money yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so perfect tie-in because i didn't even know the director of the same movie what we're doing today is we're taking you back to the continent of oceana <laughs> we just learned that and i'm not gonna let it go um, taking you down to New Zealand while we discuss the 2014 released Housebound. Who's seen um, this before? Who has not? So I know I had put it on at one point when it was on Netflix, but I don't think I actually ever finished it because I remember that was back in the time when I didn't understand horror comedies. And I was like, wait, this is a horror movie. Why is it funny? And I didn't get it. And I'm pretty sure I shot it off. Uh, so I don't think I've actually fully seen it. I think this is the first time I fully watched the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I was I was similar in a similar situation where it was getting good reviews. I put it on, but I was probably texting or not paying attention, and I could tell that it was decent, but I wasn't paying enough attention to it. And I knew that there was a twist at the end from what I saw, but I didn't really formulate an opinion on it until I watched it last night. And you'd be super proud because last time I said I can't tell when horror movies try to be comedy and horror. And when we're introduced to the mother, I knew right then and there that this was a horror comedy. And <laughs> the mother is my favorite character in the whole yes. movie. Oh, she's great. Um, yes. <laughs> when, so a quick recap. It's basically a woman or, do they say how old she is? She's young. She's Kylie? like in her early 20s. Okay, because she looks a little older, but she also looks like the New Zealand's response to our Alexander Daddario. Um, she's a beautiful girl, uh, but she gets in trouble for robbing an ATM and she gets the ankle bracelet. She has to basically be housebound and they set her up with her mom and her mom's husband. So I guess her stepdad 
and she just has a bad attitude she's you know what what would you call her like angsty angsty very um she's just um she's very like she's angry i mean and not even angsty she's just very just pissed off like she yeah. does not she's very apathetic she only she's very selfish she she's rude about to herself. her mom she's extremely rude and she's she's very defensive and it's she's interesting. a brat she's a fucking no. brat yeah and i feel like there's a lot of times in this movie because it's a very mother-daughter relationship and like my mom and i you know we've had we've had our differences in the past especially concerning you know my stepfather and stuff and so like when I saw this movie, I was like, oh my God. And aside from robbing an ATM, like this, that's how bitchy I was. Like I was such a little cunt. And so <laughs> I can totally identify with her because eventually I'm like, oh, I feel bad. Like when she's bitching at the, when she told the stepfather to go piss off. I'm not your slave. Yeah. And then she ends up going downstairs to help him anyways. Because um, he's like not a bad stepfather. He's just quiet. He doesn't really talk. Um, she but- runs the show though, because they both, she doesn't she's got a very strong personality and they're they're both kind of not afraid of her but they don't want to trigger her or make her angry or angrier so right. they just kind of let her run the show yeah which is hilarious to me because i'm wondering like when they're having these conversations if my mom was the same way about me <laughs> we, we find out we find out later why they don't want to upset her because we find out why she ran away initially so she's basically returning home after running away and not contacting her mom or family in a very long time give me a second i'm gonna go get my dogs from outside because they're begging on the door oh my goodness sorry see now look who's being a pain in the ass (laughs) gosh it's always me and then when he does it he's an angel oh my god he just stood up and i saw the entire background and it's hilarious he got black sheep bad taste housebound i don't know what that fucking creature is what is that creature oh that's from something this one from no no over that that one one? What that's is that? From, that's from Dead Alive. That's the rat. Is it? Oh. That's the rat that bites. That bites oh, them. my God. Okay, yeah. Yeah, who's that, too? I don't know. I don't know who the hell that is. Looks like he's wearing a woman's he's nightgown. He's wearing a nightgown Definitely. Now. Definitely. Well, <laughs> I just I just found this online. I was like, oh, perfect. Oh, um, you, I thought you put that together. You, you just found that online? Yeah, I just found it online when I typed in New Zealand horror. That's fucking um, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. But... So to give some kind of character background to these characters, we have Kylie played by Morgana O'Reilly. She's the angsty anarchy in the New Zealand uh, type girl. And we have Miriam Bucknell, who's played by Rima T. Wiata, which I don't know. It seems like some of her trivia that she may have been like, a. (gasps) she's a Kyrian Lu. She's what? And Kyrian Lu, it's a claymation show on right now on, on nick jr that i watch with my kids and it's so oh <laughs> nice um anyways sorry so apparently like one of the trivias was that this actress came into like this was her first comedic role in like 15 years and it shows that she has a history of acting because she was really good like she was really funny and she played yeah. sometimes when you have those characters that play space cases sometimes they don't do it very well and you're like okay we get it but she was really funny. And then when she had to get serious, she got serious. But my favorite part is when I mentioned earlier, when we first meet her, they pull up to the mom's house and they're like, are you ready? And it's like a serious scene. And the daughter's like, yeah. 
And then the car just jerks forward. <laughs> and the mom has rammed her car into it. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you there. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is me when Olivia is like 21. <laughs> I think there's more damage to my car than there is damage to your yeah, car. Oh yeah, she's like, don't worry. <laughs> and usually, like, usually those characters that are there for comedic relief can get, like, tiresome, you know? But she, I never got tired of her talking. She was hysterical the entire time. Like, she fully committed to that role. Yes. And I think, she, I think she did a great job. Yeah, so she ends up staying with her mom and her stepdad. And she's rude. She's obnoxious. She has no respect. I felt really bad when the mom was like, because the mom is basically putting up with it. She's like, whatever. Yeah. And then she wants to watch her show, her novelas. I don't know what they call them in New Zealand. <laughs> And she's like, it's time for whatever, whatever. And um, the daughter just ignores her. So she yeah. has to go upstairs with her shitty little TV that's like all snowy. And she's like, why do I have to be up here? This is my house. But she still <laughs> did it. So, you know, that and that's kind of like where the disrespect peaks before. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with the whole meatloaf thing, which I thought was interesting. And we, oh, we, yeah. we need to come back to the meatloaf later because... <laughs> I was like that fucking bitch, and then I realized yeah. later it wasn't just her. With yeah, the meatloaf. It yeah. wasn't just oh, her. So. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. So, um, um, anyway. Um, yeah, but, but oh, oh, who else do we have? Well, real quick, if you haven't seen the movie, I really recommend watching it. It's on Tubi and Shutter because there are twists and turns in this movie that we're gonna go over. So, if you want to be surprised without us ruining it, watch it and come back. Yeah, this I'll, is where I stop it <laughs> yeah. because yeah, because the. The twist, while it's not something that we haven't seen before, I think that it just works so well. And then when you go back and think about the entire movie, it was always with this in mind, right? But you didn't yeah. notice it because you didn't know what was going to happen, right? And so I think it's just it's such a well thought out, fun horror so yeah. We have seen it before, but have we seen it before 2014? Uh -huh. oh no i don't think so not before because that. the biggest one i can think of is go ahead austin no i'm just gonna no, keep going i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up to see if it was because i know there's a movie um but go ahead i'm gonna look it up real quick well so the twist turn it off now the twist <laughs> is that they think the house is haunted but it's not there's actually someone living in the walls which is like the boy yeah uh, the boy ah that's true when was that though was that was pre that was previous to this correct no where was after this the boys boy... 2016 Whoa. yeah the boys Holy after shit. this because i remember when i watched the boy i was like oh this is housebound yeah <laughs> except yeah. it's not funny yeah <laughs> okay so the movie i was thinking of and obviously we're in the spoiler part it's a movie called the pact from 2012 and there is someone living in the walls in that movie okay. so you're right but was isn't that wasn't that like a creature or like a I don't know. I haven't seen that in a long time. That's a good movie, though. That's a good one, yeah. I saw that one on, like, Netflix years ago. I, I really want to go revisit it. But I know there's something involving someone in the walls there. That's the only one that I can think of that's yeah. creepy to this. And that was only that was only two years ago. Uh, yeah, no, you're before. right. You're right. That, that was a really good one. We should see if we could find it. Anyways. Okay. Um, so the big players of the film, we have Glenn Paul Rowe, who um, plays Amos. He is the guy who is checking on her to make sure that her um ankle monitor is functioning properly and that she doesn't tamper with it loved him also that's um, so funny yeah hilarious yeah graham is the stepdad played by ross harper and dennis is played by cameron rhodes he's the psychiatrist that comes to visit her to check in on her and i knew i was like 
either Austin, I think Austin or Aid mentioned it. If it's from New Zealand, there's going to be a connection to Lord of the Rings. And here we are. Cameron Rhodes played a character in Lord of the Rings. Nice. And then Ryan Lamp plays Eugene. Yeah. And, and that... that's the majority of the main actors. Go ahead. Oh, well, that, that neighbor. The neighbor looked familiar, honestly. Mick Ines. Yeah, Mick Ines or whatever the hell. I know. like, And, it, and it's sad. Like, I feel, I've, I've always liked this movie because mm. I watched it when it came out bloody disgusting was talking about it like debuted at south by southwest festival and everybody was raving about it so the minute that i saw it on netflix i'm like i have to watch this and this is when i used to keep up with new things and so what was this what year was this 2013 14 uh, 14 2014 okay was so almost that's 10 years ago oh 10 years ago oh, like ew, back when i cared like i was able to keep things you know i keep up with shit yes <laughs> and so you know it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's a good time and uh if you can get past i think the problem i know a lot of people when at the time that i knew had watched it were having issues because they couldn't understand the characters right some of their accents are a little thicker and I'm like, put the fucking captions on. Gonna I was die? gonna say, I always listen. I always have subtitles, even if it's in English. So those are probably <laughs> the same. But those are probably the same people who hate watching movies with subtitles too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which I don't. I don't mind. I always, I, I almost always have them on. I just honestly, I didn't want to say anything because I wanted us to all bring our fresh opinions to it without knowing beforehand. But when I was just watching it, I was like, this is just such a good movie. Like it's fun. It's funny. It's suspenseful, um, and it's, it's very well written too. Yeah, it's got it, a lot of like depth to it. Oh, I know because it's you know it's silly because well we'll we'll get to it in a minute. But the movie starts to take a turn when Kylie is in the attic, I believe she's somewhere, and she has a it's radio. In the basement, I think basement. Yeah, the basement where she gets the the someone grabs her. Right? Isn't that when she starts to realize that her mom is like maybe not bullshitting? No, this is before. We have to explain. She's listening to her mom. To the radio. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Okay. So she. Yeah, she's smoking a cigarette. She's in some room that's either above ground or below ground. And she has like an old radio on. And by the way, this is just like Deathgasm where they have no cell phones, but it's 2014 and they're listening to old ass radios. So. New Zealanders, and tell us what's up. And the TVs don't work. Yeah. Why are yeah. the TVs not working? What's happening? <laughs> but, but, um, what year is it? <laughs> yeah. New Zealand is just the land that time forgot. I but, um, <laughs> just kidding. You're beautiful. You, you know, don't have COVID. It's fine. Um, but the radio comes on and she starts to hear the radio DJ talking to a woman who sounds familiar and she realizes it's her mom downstairs and her mom is telling the radio host that she thinks the house is haunted and she's explaining why and I love this part so much because I can literally see me doing that in like 15 years when I'm just like the kids are out of the house I have nothing else to do and I just start hearing random shit and I'm like I'm gonna tell the radio about my problems and (laughs) And it's just, it's so heartbreaking whenever, you know, because it's funny because it's like our parents, they say our parents turn into like children as they get older. And when she comes in and Kylie's like grilling her about it and giving her shit about it. And she kind of like starts to feel bad and like a little embarrassed about what she did. I was like, leave her alone. She's like a, like a nice mom. She's sweet. <laughs> leave her alone. Uh, but so that's where we figure out that something is going on in the house. And so the mom... the mom responds with well there was a time when you believed when you would have believed me indicating that 
Kylie has experienced something strange when she was younger. Then stuff happens, but then she goes to the basement and then she gets grabbed in the lake and she's hearing noises. And so she's like fully convinced that the house is haunted. The guy, Amos, 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 Amos. I'm trying not to say anus, but (laughs) I love him. And that's one of the things that makes this movie so great is the characters are just so good. Like all of them. I love Amos. Like when you first, when I first saw him, I was like, what a dick. Cause you know, he's being the typical patrol, whatever, or the house arrest guy. Yeah, security oh, yeah. guard or something. He works yeah. for like a security, yeah, company. Yeah, he works for the company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as he starts, he realizes that they're talking about spirits. He busts out all of his ghost hunting shit because apparently that's another <laughs> hobby he has. That was fucking. <laughs> that was like my favorite part when that. All she did was mention that the house is haunted, and he just boom whips it out and starts yes. doing EVPs. And I'm like, fucking this guy's commitment already. I love it. It's great. And what does yeah. she say? So he's he's he busts out his little recorder and he's like, "Is there someone here with us?" And then, and the music's like making you believe that shit's about to go down. Like it's real creepy music, and he's asking the typical ghost hunters TV show questions. Mm-hmm. And then it stops, and she says something like, "I guess you're not going to get an answer or something." And he's like, "Or maybe I will." And he rewinds it and plays it all, and it's still quiet. He's like, yeah. oh, "Okay, never mind. Yeah, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind." Yeah. Jk. <laughs> But then and he starts yeah. installing cameras and shit too. He just goes full out and she's like, we can't pay for this. He's like, no, this is on the house. And he's like, okay, thanks for the free stuff, guy. <laughs> I know. And ironically enough, because of the situation, because it's not an entity, like the camera should have caught Bart, you know. Right. Eugene. But Eugene's <laughs> not an idiot. So there's, you know, there's that into play too. So Fucking I don't know. Yeah. So, but it's also a whodunit, right? So continue, Mikey. Yeah, so the story gets deeper because we find out that someone has died. This, the mom says there used to be an Airbnb for some reason. And so she's a, like, Bad in breakfast. Bad in breakfast, you goober. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's, Airbnb wasn't the thing yet, was it? Or if it was, New Zealand certainly didn't have it. So. I'm sorry. I'm so young. <laughs> My vernacular is just real young. Y'all have older whatever actually oh, Austin's okay. younger never mind I meant a bed and breakfast what do you think Airbnb stands for god an air bed and breakfast okay this sorry this is a ground bed and breakfast why is there air in it I don't know well so it used to be a bed and breakfast and the mom's like oh I was thinking about turning it into one too because the mom just talks shit the whole time she doesn't really mean what she's saying I can relate and <laughs> <laughs> And so the the daughter's like grilling her and she's like, oh, you would have turned this into a bed and breakfast, mom. So she's going through the attic or the garage. No, sorry. The basement. Jesus. We don't have them in Texas or Florida. So that's why we're not used to saying it. Um, So she gets scared by a life-size figure of Jesus. And she's like, why is there a figure of Jesus? And who told her? Someone tells her that essentially it wasn't a bed and breakfast. It was like a... It was her stepdad. Her stepdad. Remember when she goes down yeah. to help him? Because so they mentioned to her. They mentioned something about donating books, right? And then she goes down and finds all these books that says like "Sunshine" something on it. Everything has like, a stamp on it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she starts to make the connection and looks up and researches shit, and it's an insane asylum or what was it exactly? Was it a mental institution or something? It was um, it was a it was a home for troubled young children. Halfway house. Yeah, I was like, I I feel like it was like a halfway house. I don't know if they actually ever said it, but it 
seems like because at first I was like, "This is an insane asylum," but it was like a halfway type house. Yeah. Um, and we find but it out- was for it was for young people, like right. not just okay, yeah, yeah, like runaways and things of that nature. Yeah. 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 So she finds out that she finds a newspaper saying that a girl was murdered there, a young girl was murdered there, and so she's convinced that her neighbor has murdered this girl because the neighbor's always has a scowl on his face. He's always doing something with dead animals and he just looks like your typical. He was skinning a possum. Yeah. This shit (laughs) was metal. He was skinning a possum on camera, like on the screen. Like they're actually showing it. I'm like, Oh, he's got to (laughs) eat. And he's Um, hanging it up on the clothesline. Like it's nothing. Oh yeah. There there's whatever his name is. There's Joe Bob skinning his possum. (laughs) Speaking of Joe Bob, I didn't know this, but Joe Bob Briggs actually covers this. Aid's favorite host. Um, really? Yeah, he. Of he was. Oh. It's his people. No. Is he? Or... Is he from New Zealand? No, no, I'm saying his backwoods people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you talking about Texans? Uh yes. No, just kidding, Mikey. Uh, no, I know. Um... Not not the Hispanics of Texas, but everybody who voted for Cruz. But it's interesting. It's interesting that we I I just put it together because you remember how in Death Gasm you said Joe Bob was like I don't know anything about New Zealand. I wonder if he has the same attitude in this one because this is also a New Zealand film. <laughs> um, yeah, because he spends a lot of time talking shit about New Zealand, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> where am I? <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? Oh, I, I should have saw that. But anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, you're good. Um, but yeah, so then she goes, she breaks into the neighbor's house. Uh, neighbor comes back. And there's something about a retainer. So she finds a dental plate. She goes down to the basement. A dental dam. No, Mikey. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Okay, no. no. She finds, she she ends up, she busts a thing. There, she, she goes down because she thinks that the ghost at this point is trying to tell her something. So she's like, fucking tell me something. And. She hears something or whatever. It draws her to this this pipe, and she busts it open. She finds the the dental. De- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is not Damn important. She she finds the dental plate, and um, she finds the dental plate, and she thinks she believes that whoever killed the girl also bit the girl, and that's why they got rid of the dental plate so that. They couldn't figure out with by the teeth marks who did this. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she finds it and she thinks that the old man has one next door. And that's why she wants to break in. So Amos, of course, uh decides to what is it, humor her and let her do it because she's already a criminal. Why not? <laughs> and I love the fact that when she gets in there, he's snoring with his mouth open and she's just shoving her fingers down oh, his throat. Oh, I like, know. I was like, no, thank you. I'm like, oh my God. Cause like, I forgot, like, you know, I saw this, I saw this when it came out and I never watched it again. So, I mean, I knew what was, I knew like from start to finish what was going to happen, but I had forgot about that Dennis. I forgot about Dennis. I forgot about her sticking her hand down this guy's throat. I'm like, oh my God. Ooh. And then it goes flying in the magazines. Then <laughs> poor Amos gets like maimed by the bear trap and all this shit's happening. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> and and Chaos. I know you want to, oh, should we continue with what happens after that? Or just, yeah. Well, because you know. so it's, uh, you mentioned Dennis. I want to mention him real quick because Dennis is the therapist that has been coming and check in on her. They don't have the best relationship because, of course, she doesn't want to talk to him in the beginning. And then 
as she starts hearing things, he's kind of like, when was this? There was a time that I was watching and I was like, is this gaslighting? Um, yeah. Sometimes. Like- yeah. Because yeah. mm. sometimes it's hard to explain. Like, you know, people of older generations in my family have sometimes asked me what is gaslighting. And essentially it's it's when, you know, I give them the quick, you know, someone's trying to convince you that what you think is wrong and it's your fault. Right. Um, and I just, I I hate these scenes in movies, but I hate them because you're supposed to hate them because they're always, and it's always like, you know, Rosemary's Baby or anything like that, where, because we all know what it's like to be accused of lying and we know we're not lying. Mm-hmm. Is that gaslighting? Yeah. Because, mean, yeah. Because essentially with gaslighting, it's like somebody knows, the, the other person knows the truth and trying to manipulate you and you thinking that you're also crazy too. Yeah. So, yeah. and- He's using the fact that, oh, it could be, because what did he say that she could be diagnosed with this kind of syndrome? That there's It's almost like a multi-personality her. type thing. Did they, yeah, yeah, they, did they mention that or was it dementia? Was it dementia? No, it was like, it, a, was... it was some kind of multiple personality okay. disorder that he said that she was exhibiting. Yeah, because it was obviously... almost like whenever you don't, you can't handle a situation, your brain creates a new personality that can handle it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then they start asking about her menstrual cycle and stuff, and I was like, because apparently each personality has, has a, a their own menstrual cycle, which is why they usually have more. And I was like, this is so weird. Weird conversation. Yeah, it's weird. Well, but I imagine that's what... for a woman. <laughs> well, no, it's it's weird because it reminds me of the days when they used to say hysteria was a woman's disease because that's you have a, a uterus. And with the moon and stuff like that, like it was reminding me of that stuff. And it was just so uncomfortable to watch because we know these days that that's bullshit and crazy. So to see something so modern take place, that's almost exactly like that is just, it was icky. Yeah. And it, it shows you too. I mean, and that's why I say this movie is so well done because it's set up very, very subtle from the beginning, what is going to happen. And then at one point you realize, and it's not for me, like, cause I forgot that he was involved. Um, the minute, cause like he wants to put her in the woman's home and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, and then the ghost attacks him. Cause at this point we still think there's a ghost involved. Right. Until yeah. we realize that when she, when she fucking finds. Oh my God. When she <laughs> finds him with Eugene, right. That's his name. Sitting in a chair with his headphones, like we are, with yeah. his fucking headphones on, watching TV. Like, oh my god! I remember I had the same reaction when I first initially saw it. I was like, oh. "Yeah, same." I don't know what's worse, having a ghost because a ghost you can't really get rid of, I guess. But a person, I feel like, is even worse because oh. I like he's been watching her her entire life, and I'm just like. And drawing pictures of her too, which is even creepier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, there's like, and the guy next door, he's not so bad, right? Because then we learn like why Eugene is there. Like we learn, you know, he was fucking some lady and she came to him and she needed a place to stay and essentially abandons her child there. And he raises him for a little while. But then why does he throw Eugene out? Because he took an animal apart or something. I forget. I don't like, think he threw him up, threw, threw him, out. him out, but, but he, he ran away for some reason. He beat him enough to try and set him straight because I think Eugene was taking animals apart, right? At some point and trying to put uh, them back maybe. together. Maybe. <laughs> so he was doing was something like, off. He was like, there's, this isn't right. And then he ran, runs away. 
Yeah. And so now we know where he ran away to, right? Next door. Next door. <laughs> Next door. <laughs> and this is and this is before, obviously, before the family moves, and this is while the clinic is still open. And so he witnesses the entire murder. And I think that I think it's such a good part where she's grilling him, where you know, Kylie's down there, they're stuck in there, they're hiding with Eugene at some point, and she's yelling at him. And the mom even says, why are you so abrasive? Why are you, why do you, why are you so antagonistic towards people? Like, why can't you just be nice? Yeah. And she's like, she doesn't get it. Cause like this motherfucker is in the house watching me drawing pictures of me in the bathtub. And um, like the way it gets so serious in that moment. I think there's such a good up and down with this film when she asks him, you know, why didn't you say anything? Like she just doesn't get it. like, why didn't you just come to somebody? And he's like, I'm afraid that they would have taken me away and they would have i did it and he's so serious in the face yeah. and he's like my heart just broke for you i'm like oh yeah there's a couple there's a couple of emotional parts or yeah there's a couple of emotional scenes during this part yes. whenever when the gaslighting starts happening because you have after she encounters eugene the ther- the therapist comes by with the cops because they're essentially going to take her to a psych ward essentially and they're having a discussion and then we we it's brought up that she ran away from home because she punched her mom Mm -hmm. and so like when that happens you're like oh shit because that's not like a something to take lightly like you know and especially when you when we've spent the last hour and a half laughing and loving this mom character um but you know you know a mother's love is so strong that she probably has already forgiven her but the daughter hasn't forgiven herself so there's that part that kind of made me like and then right before she confronts Eugene and Eugene even cries when they're asking what happened and why they didn't respond when she is getting after him like you touched on a little bit where the mom like basically has a breakthrough with her where she's like you don't have to act like this like there's no point in upsetting him he's obviously not all there in the head (laughs) like and it's it does get very serious this part because it it tackles like how to address those kinds of behaviors. It's very weird that it gets kind of serious, but I I really liked it. Um, but then you and get it, back, you get know, back into. I was gonna say, but then you get back into the comedy because my my second favorite part is where they're like, I need you to distract the dentist and oh. the cops. <laughs> And she's like, how am I going to do that? She's like, do what you do best. And so she goes in there and just starts bullshitting with what she's saying again. And at first you can tell she's a little uncomfortable about it, but then it switches scenes back to uh, Kylie and Eugene. And then it goes back and the mom's already like fully at home, like just jabbering away, legs crossed. And oh, it was so good. I love it. In a meaningless blather conversation that no one wants (laughs) to be in. (laughs) I know they're like slowly losing it and it's just hilarious like it's just it's such a good up and down and the writing is just so well done like because and of course this actress you know um Rima she like she delivers it perfectly because Mm -hmm. I you don't know too many people who can do this well right and like she can just blather on and on and you're listening to it and we're laughing because we know her but everybody's like oh my god shut up and you know these people like you know you never want to get caught with these people or that you know if you have to talk to them they don't shut the fuck up and you gotta sit there and like yeah 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 and you'll like go to the door and try to leave and you're still like "Uh uh-huh okay bye and you have to say bye like 10 times or you get the fuck out like yeah Oh my God, I know so much. Like, I know those people, right? It's always an older woman. And I hate yeah. to say that. I hate to say that sometimes. It's true, some, though. But it's usually an older woman. Yeah. <laughs> nothing else to do. <laughs> that 
was my every day when I used to work at 7-Eleven. People would come in to 7-Eleven to buy shit and then drop their fucking life on me. And I'm like, I did not ask for this. And I, what am I supposed to do? I can't leave. I'm working. So yeah, I hate getting in those conversations where it's like, I'm trapped and I have to listen to this person talk about everything in their life. And I don't know. I, I don't know enough to care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know you. <laughs> this is too personal. Stop dropping personal shit on me. I don't know. Austin. Like, uh-huh, so uh-huh, mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, and that, and so this is where we get into the fact when uh, we, you know, the reason she goes away is because Dennis takes out his dental dam and he's picking it <laughs> with his, because he ate the cookie, right? And then she's yes. like, and like, and, and I totally forgot all of this. Like, I just remember Eugene. I remember that she was a bitch and that's all I remembered. Like, I forgot that all of this was happening. And I was like, mm-hmm. <gasps> Yeah, another twist. <laughs> There's like three twists in this fucking movie. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You have the twist that it's not a ghost, that it's a person, and then they flip that twist back around because then the wall, after she breaks the wall down for the cops, the wall is like like the there. So, so you're like, okay, maybe she's crazy, and then, oh, no, it is a person, and then you're like, oh, it's this guy who did it. There's like four fucking twists in this movie. It's very well done. It's very, mis- very good at misdirection. Yeah, because also it's even kind of a a minor twist when you realize that um, he has seen Kylie before as a child. They've interacted and she saw him. And when when she told the mom, the mom thought it was maybe just a ghost or, you know, imaginary friend or something. So it's it's just it's very layered. And, you know, even though the pictures, it starts off weird with her in the shower. She's like, there's not more in the bathtub. She's like, there's not more of this one, is it? It's like, no. But, you know, then he shows, he draws her leaving the house because, you know, when she hit her mom and she draws how she felt bad and stuff. So it's it's very layered. And I, I kind of, when I first saw Eugene, because I forgot about that second half of the twist where it, Eugene's not the bad guy. When I first saw him, I was like, oh, he doesn't look very scary. I was like, he kind of looks a little just like dirty. But then yeah. I was like, oh, but he's not scary. That's the point. He's like, he's just living he's in the walls. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking scared. Well, yeah, he's he's like a little, you know, he's more scared of everybody else, right? And that's why he lives in the walls because he doesn't, you know, and it's sad. And and that's the thing because when the guy even says there's something wasn't right about him, like we know that Eugene is probably on the spectrum in some way. Like he's very intelligent, but he's not all there. Yeah. And um, like especially socially, right? But he does speak to her, and that's the thing. I like, and then especially when you look at the drawings. The last drawing is the girl who was murdered. Mm-hmm. And they keep talking about her being stabbed with this um, serving fork like 67 times. They keep mentioning it. And then the serving fork comes back at the end. Yes. <laughs> and I'm that like, oh my God. Because like, you never think about it. Like who even still has a fucking star? I don't even have one. Like, do you still have one of those? Like, I do, like- but it's for barbecue to turn it over. <laughs> yeah that's, oh, like i use tongs like i don't yeah. even have that in my house you know what i mean like i don't even like and i'm like oh my god but it's new zealand so they probably don't have tongs. yeah yeah i don't know probably the same um, carving fork i would i would hope but it was the same one. Oh yeah because i think they got it out of eugene's lair right? i'm pretty sure yeah because they attaches it to the electricity and that's like the best kill that's your background right there is that kill when shoves the carving fork in and it explodes yep. his head. I was like, that was fucking awesome. I yeah. was like, this is the reason why it's rated R. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. nothing, it's, it's, it's really not. It's really not. It really doesn't deserve an R rating except for that head explosion. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I don't, yeah. I don't remember if there's a lot of language, but 
as far as violence goes and stuff, there wasn't really that much. Um, Let's see. Let's go to IMDb. I'm trying to think. I don't really. Yeah, I, guess, I guess there isn't, but it feels like there is. I feel like, oh no, because when she stabs Graham by mistake. Oh, that was pretty bloody too. <laughs> Remember and all the blood squirting up in her face? Like, I know. Oh, I was like, but he makes it. He makes it, everybody. It, he okay, does, so it, yeah. it says that there's a, there's a frequent use of the word fuck throughout this film. I guess yeah. I'm just so used to hearing it that I don't really. <laughs> We're like, immune to it. I'm immune to that word at this point. But yeah, so there is a, apparently a lot of that. And I'm yeah. sure they probably say cunt at some point too, because that's a big thing in Australia and New Zealand. They they use that word much more than we do. I yeah. use it a lot. I use it too. But I know, well, I, I do, know, yeah. It's also, like a, it's also a British thing. Like, yeah. Oh, it. You're a cheeky cunt. Insolent. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually we have a super sweet, happy ending wrapped up with the bow where we get the family. Graham is back in the house, back to normal. They're videotaping something happening and they're like, oh, my videotape's dying. Why? I was charging all night. And then Kylie's like, oh, Eugene, Eugene, indicating that they've allowed Eugene to stay in their walls. It's yeah. so cute. It's so wholesome. It is. I, yeah, and it's sweet. So I, I think that's like, that's fun about it. And then that's where we realize, like, because remember she's bitching about the meatloaf at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we realized, no, like she probably had some of it, but Eugene, we know, ate the rest of it. And that's oh, yeah. Yeah, because the mom was oh, like, sure. the mom was like, you <laughs> ate the whole thing. And of course, she's just not replying. She's just yeah. kind of like, appears so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think about that. It was actually probably already eaten by Eugene. And then she finished yeah. it. But it's, it's even though it's funny to say about a, a horror movie, it is really wholesome. And I always ask if people would recommend this movie. But honestly, like, I really think this is a great one even for non-horror fans because you get a little pinch of everything without it getting too dark or intense or horrific like it's a perfect thriller horror movie for people that get scared easily yeah and and that's the thing too it's a little murder mystery and with the with the gore it's definitely not dead alive or deathgasm right so there is gore, but it's very few and far between. Well, we forgot the cheese grater. Oh, oh yeah. When she yes. taped it to her hand, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. And then when she did it, I was like, ah! Yes, it was, <laughs> it was gross. But I have a feeling Evil Dead is going to do it even grosser. Uh, and you, you, know, like, you know when you're grating cheese and you get your finger stuck in it, right? Like that's the worst. But yeah. also worst. anything <laughs> anything with legs because some of us, Austin, I'm pretty sure you don't, we know what it's like to shave legs. your legs. Well, no, oh. to shave your legs and to nick yourself. <laughs> like that's in the, like the cabin fever shaving scene. Like I yeah. gave you the same reaction when I was like, no, don't do it. Um, but yeah, so that was the that was the full circle with the Evil Dead trailer. Is she cheese graters the guy's face for a second? Yeah, oh. and it's like hanging. So they did a cute job. They probably could have made it worse, like the effect if they yeah. wanted to. But honestly, it was enough because I, you know, and like and this is for any like horror. I I'm always for this. Why I don't, I don't go into the movie theater anymore? Because now I'm just yelling the whole time. <laughs> I'm like ah, I'm like. <laughs> Like you would never know. I guess I enjoy it, but Dan Dan gets so mad at me, and so I have to like sit there like this. <laughs> you know what's also really funny? Looking at your picture, I noticed that when the killer's head explodes at the end, 
Kylie gets like a little and the mom yes. is just like covered and like she gets the most of it and it's always she just really wipe funny. it off she yeah. just they're just just blinking just like this I'm like wipe that shit off your face dude <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And that's the thing. This was the picture that was on uh, the Bloody Disgusting article. And cause that, that's all I would do. Like, I would go online. I didn't even have it on my phone back then. I would go online and just read Bloody Disgusting about what was coming out. And that's all I knew. That's all how I knew about horror back in the day. And so this was the picture. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be really gory. I can't wait to see it. Like, and that's yes. why I watched it. Yeah, so. It was so and good. I... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Also, tell me if you can see this or not. When I was watching it, the mom reminded me like she was giving me very Shelly Duvall vibes obviously not the way Shelly Duvall is now but maybe how she would have been if she wasn't mentally abused in filming um like I could see if we made an American remake of this Shelly Duvall playing that character yeah yeah I can see that yeah Yeah. well I don't yeah but unfortunately yeah yeah she was very mousy that's true yeah, That's mousy true. and also kind of like a pushover, but like like how yeah. she is in in The Shining, you know. But of course, this is not as intense as The Shining. And it's right. so sad too, because like I remember, and Shelley Duvall, like if we want to talk about it really quick, like I met men had this picture of her, like of being like meh back in the day, and mm-hmm. I, I think that movie did it did it did her in for it, right? Because my dad used to tell, he's like. He's like, he's like, I know Jack Nicholson's no prize, but what the fuck, poor motherfucker with Shelly Duvall, like, he was talking so much shit. When I was a little kid, he would, like, talk shit about Shelly Duvall, and I'm like, why are we talking about, you know, because it, I always knew her as olive oil, so yeah. I, like, why are we talking about olive oil this way? <laughs> um, bless her heart. But yeah, she is, I would say that the mom is like that, but she, there's just some fun quality to her, like, yeah, aw. I love her. Because my mom is very flippant and kind of naive and like in the same vein, right? Yeah. And so you're right. They do they do become children as they get older. Yeah. Like my dad's in town. I found myself yelling at him the other day like a child. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but so that basically wraps up the whole movie of uh, Housebound. So I'm pretty mm. sure I know how this is going to go. But Aid, would you recommend this movie to people? Of course, yes. I love this movie. Yeah. Austin? Uh, yes, I rated it a four and a half out of five. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, so absolutely recommend. And make sure you watch it on Shutter and don't do what A did and watch it with commercials on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, because it's two hours on Tubi. Oh my like, goodness. I don't remember being this movie being so long. Like... <laughs> that, is, that is one thing that I did, if I did have to, because I'm probably going to steal Austin's rating. I didn't put it on Letterboxd yet because I didn't want Austin to see it. But there's one small complaint, and it's that it's a little tiny bit long. It's an That's hour and forty, nice. hour and forty-two, six. I think. Yeah, hour forty-six, six, yeah. It, it it kind of, and also in like the middle, it kind of like dragged. It's like a little dragged out for me. So that's my only complaint is the yeah. length. That's but it. overall, with the whole package, I forgive it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes. So uh, before I forget, we are coming up with a special episode soon it's going to be a side piece episode meaning an extra episode for you guys this month for the terror train remake and the terror train remake sequel if you would like to hear us cover the original terror train listen to frightmares podcast which is austin's podcast we covered that all together um and also we did the frightmares podcast with the top 12 christmas movies austin i listened to your new year's top 10 yes episode and it sound cohesive? I, yes but i have to say i love 
what you did because it was i've i wouldn't even have thought about it like so if you haven't heard it um the way it's structured is you have three co-hosts essentially but essentially you're interviewing them about their 10 favorite movies meanwhile in each segment you're doing the 10 worst movies the 10 runner-ups and the 10 best movies with each different co-host and i was like that's so unique i love that Thank you. Yeah, I watched so many. I'm like, I, I have to do and I, it's hard to get four people in the in the studio. So I just do it that way. Because it's like, you know, I watch so many. I'm like, why don't I give my worst and then runner ups? Because I, I don't want to exclude some things. So I'm like, I have to talk about all the movies I possibly can. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> now, Adrian, can you send us home, please? Yes, I will send us home. So if you'd like to support us monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash slashers pod. We'd love to have you part of the family. You know, there's a lot of good perks with that, including our discord. So if you want to actually talk to us and we'll talk back with you throughout the day, please feel free to join in as well as extra episodes, other goodies, and maybe an, uh, an episode request if you'd like one. If you'd like any clothing, um, hats, t-shirts, thongs, titty tape whatever dental dams dental <laughs> dams coming in 2023 yeah. <laughs> jake personally made by jake um uh, we you can go to slasherspod.redbubble.com we have any and all designs there for you and again we don't make any money off of that guys we just want you to have it so please feel free to go on there in fact we have some surprises coming to austin soon so i can't wait for him oh, well shit. i can't wait for the someone to model them for us um at some point <laughs> so they will uh, yeah very very soon after they are into this world they will be modeling that and i will be posting that all over social media for everybody to see thank you <laughs> and then of course if you'd like to follow us we're on instagram at slashers pod or mutant goons from beyond as well as facebook at slashers podcast and you can join the mutant goons from beyond page we're constantly all over the place but if you're messaging or sending uh you know any kind of pics remember that i'm on most of them and i'm ad adminning most of them so just please you know i don't want to see penis <laughs> please stop the penis and stop trying to buy me and the sugar daddy shit needs to stop so thank you you can send it to me send the it to mikey <laughs> four and a half shell <laughs> yes four and a half shell or on letterbox you can not for the penis pictures but you can follow me on letterbox to see my thoughts on movies at Mikey and the T-Rex. Austin, you are on Letterbox as... Dr. Proctor. Dr. Proctor. Um, and again... Why does it sound Papa. like he's a proctologist when we say I know. A missed time. opportunity. <laughs> missed opportunity in life. I really should have just become a doctor that was a proctologist because I've been asked into every joke. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh... <laughs> I thought we were adults here. No, no. Um, but anywho, that brings us to a close. It was a really fun episode. Thank you guys for joining. I appreciate y'all. And without further ado, goodbye and good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.